Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott, and with me today is Pastor Matt. Hey. Pastor Ara. Hi. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> and it's, it's afternoon right now. Afternoon. But you're saying you good don't know morning. when people are going to listen to it. Oh yeah, that's that's very good smart evening of you. too. Good day. <laughs> good day. Good midnight. Is there? A, what, what do you say in the middle of the night? Bonne nuit. Good evening. I don't know. And Steph Moss is with us as well. Hi guys. <laughs> Media noche in Spanish. And today we are going to be talking about our one of our core values that we as a church, one of the things that we value the most is that we are both globally and locally invested. Glocal. Glocally invested. Steph, what do you think or about the word glocal? I like lobally better. Lobally. That mm-hmm. sounds like an earlobe, like you're, you're focused on an <laughs> earlobe. Or a brain lobe. Or a brain lobe. Glocal. Glocally. Yeah. Globally and locally invested. It, it's, it's important to, and actually we think that God has created the church, every local church, to both be invested in their locale and in um, and across the world, right? In um, with local churches and ministries that are ministering to and bringing the gospel uh, to the ends of the earth. Uh, but before we talk about a little bit more about that, just a reminder about what our core values are. We've done this a few times now, and so we're gonna we're gonna leave Steph out of this test so that yeah. Uh, you don't know the core values, Steph? I, you're, Do you she's know the actually values? the director of staff and operations. Yeah. It I sounds mean, like you're trying to like bait me like as if you don't know them and you're hoping I'll say them. Oh, I, I obviously so I can, know them. Yeah. I'm well, one of the pastors. What are they? What are they? I'd well, globally <laughs> invested. I feel, I, I feel, I feel bad. Now I'm, I'm going to put R on the spot and see if you can name one. No, I have them all in front of me right now. All right. What are they? Okay. Gospel-centered. Grace and growth. People-oriented. People over programs, theologically engaged, being fluent in the Bible and culture, collaboratively structured, leading and ministering together, intentionally unified, pursuing a multi-blank church, and locally and globally invested. Love for the marginalized, love for the lost. Okay, so let's so let's talk about that. Globally, locally invested, which manifests in love for the marginalized and love for the lost. What 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 do we mean by that, Matt? I think um, what we mean by that is that God has called us as a church to represent him in this world in different spheres and in different ways. And so we are called here in West Los Angeles to invest ourselves and love um, the people of West Los Angeles. And we are also called to do that globally. Obviously, our, uh, there are limitations globally, but we're called to be engaged globally. And we have this breakdown kind of geographically but there's also um a call for the church to love and reach out to and share the gospel with the lost people who don't know christ and there's a call on the church we as christians are called by christ to love and care for the marginalized really to reflect god's heart for the marginalized um to the world around us because there's people who are hurting um, in different ways suffering in different ways marginalized in different ways in our society and around the world and we're called to love and serve and care for them as well and so basically all those two spheres and those um, two uh, groups of people if you will I mean it's not there's no like simple they're not separate or distinct groups automatically um, but two uh, um, uh, different s- uh, geographic spheres and two different spheres of uh, um, people that we're called to reach out to. And so it really builds it into four different quadrants where you have um, God's heart for the marginalized locally, God's heart for the marginalized globally, um, God's heart for the lost 
locally in God's heart for the lost globally, and we're called to have a heart for those um, four quadrants as a church. So it's basically four core values in one. It's kind of four core values in one. In I fact, really, really. When we, when we were putting together the core values, and it took a long time. Longer. A probably long longer time. than it should have. I, I just want to say, for everyone who's like, oh, you got six core values, it's too many. I, my strong <laughs> argument was we only need four. Up, down, in, out, or something like that. I had <laughs> arrows. Like that. It was yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, these are a lot better. Um, but we, we did combine. We were talking about. We combined about, a bunch. We were, we were combining yeah. because we were like, we, actually, this the manifestation of this core value is one heart manifested in these four different areas. Yeah. And it's that the local church ought to be looking outwards. And not just actually, not just looking outwards, living outwards, right? Ought to be engaged in this. Why we, we talk about being globally and locally invested. Invested. Right. Yeah, we, yeah. We're invested in our entire lives, in our hearts, in our interest, in our energy, in our resources, right? Like we... The, the church doesn't only exist for itself and for the kind of uh, serving of those within the church, right? It, it exists with this with this mandate, right? To go and make disciples of, of all nations. And we see that um, paired throughout Scripture and particularly throughout the New Testament, throughout Jesus's um, ministry with a particular eye and heart to the, the marginalized in the world. And bringing the good news of the gospel, the good news uh, to bear, and in people who desperately need hope, um, and manifesting that not just in words, right, but in deeds, and right, not just loving people in words, but in deeds and in truth. And I like the word "invested" um, because it it shows that we're not just um, interested and we're not just like um, casually connected. We we put our time, energy, resources, financial. Uh, our gifting is is utilized, expended, if you will, invested in these people because God has called us to do so. Yeah, and also and also don't forget that we are very blessed to be in Los Angeles. Mm. So gl- global is here. Uh, so when you turn around, you can see we're talking was like Mexican food. It was right before podcast we talk about carnitas uh, carnitas and pastor and pastor and asada in cabeza in lengua and the kebab and other <laughs> other uh, thai food and everything like global is here so we kind of test here and blessed to be part of this um like 270 uh, languages speak only in los angeles county so everywhere like every place we go we, we see the pop-up uh, the restaurants in different cultures and we are so blessed to see every day and if we as a church we don't do that um, like we will not be part of global ministry and local ministry was like this is this is gospel and this is what we are living right now to reach the world through Los Angeles I think that's such a cool uh, such a cool picture because you think about Jesus's command in Matthew 28, go make disciples of all nations. And there's a, something really compelling about the fact that the, the nations, a lot of them have come here. And so yeah. this global local investment actually is um, reflected in our local investment yeah. um, and the, the sort of interconnection between the two. Um, and that still also connects us globally as well in different ways. And so it's really, it's really fascinating. Yeah, and I think that's why we realized that we, we couldn't really separate them. 
right? Like, there's not certain things that we do where, like, oh, that's just global. Like, right. oh, that's just local. But the the two overlap in so many significant ways. Like, is Cornerstone Farsi local or global? Yeah. Like, Ara, <laughs> exactly. who watches, yeah. who, where do people watch um, the services on Sunday? Everywhere. Everywhere. Like, where, give me examples. Like, like Turkey. Uh, I was seeing, like, New Zealand. Australia, amazing. Uh, Iran. I was going to say Australia is a joke. I was just about to say <laughs> no, but be, wherever yeah. Farsi speak, speaking Speakers people, Hawaii. Yeah. Right? Actually, somebody Hawaii? became Christian in Hawaii. Oh, Iran. I didn't that's know. Great. I didn't know there is Iranian in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there? <laughs> How did you get there? <laughs> I you know, there's uh, planes now. It's like a five-hour flight. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but also, I mean, but it's amazingly like, and that's true for Cornerstone Espanol as well, where there's people watching in Guatemala and uh, Latin America, all over the place, El Salvador. Like people are tuning in all over the world. There's a sense in which our local investment is global too, and in, yeah, in and, such a powerful way, and not just in our services, right? Like as we disciple and grow up, people and they move to different parts of the country, move to d- back to different parts of the world. Like the the discipleship and the investment that is here, we we want to instill in people a um, a heart for where they are and equip them for that, whether they are here in Los Angeles for 40 years or whether they're here in Los Angeles for two. Yeah, for, for example, last Sunday, uh, I met this young girl. Uh, she knew that I was uh, ministering in Turkey, and uh, she started speaking Turkey to, uh, Turkish to me. And I said, oh, I start a little bit conversation, and oh, how you get you know how do you know that and i said i started learning i want to go to turkey and do you know somebody to speak turkish and say yeah you can practice a little bit with me and also with uh some of uh, some of people that i know mm. uh, and that's start uh, her ministry and her vision uh, here in los angeles to learn turkish and actually she's going to meet some of real like turkish speakers here so that's uh, uh investing here and being in the church in Cornerstone, West LA, and Los Angeles is bringing many open doors for us to reach the the world. Yeah, uh, that's uh, amazing. I mean, and I'm actually so glad this has gone this direction. Yeah, Steph. Well, I, was, I was just going to add, as the only like non-pastor at the table, <laughs> there is. Th- you oh, know, Steph is here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You, you also I don't need to like raise your hand. You just talk. Yeah. Well, on radio, there's a lot of like cues behind I, the scenes. No, no, like, I'm not next. here. You just, you just, you just, you got to fight for that, your spot that, here. That, that, that might less be a, a function of the medium and more a function of our personality. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I've never just, thought, I've never thought about it that way. Um, yeah. So there's a joke right in our church that you that you guys are terrible at naming things like locally. Yeah. Um, right. Th- that'd um, be a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. Great example. Yeah. But I think shout out at, to my kids as a non pastor who is not a part of, you yeah. know, the, the making of the core values. I think I really appreciate the attention to detail of the wording. And I think easily churches can say the, we have interest in these either people groups or we have interest in these kind of global issues. And those can change every year. You can go through a, a season where. Um, orphans are kind of the hot button, you know, item or not item, sorry, hot button kind of like uh, issue that churches will go after or yeah. whether it's uh, trafficking issues or homelessness. And that can kind of change as you know, around the world as there are uh, varying things that kind of uh, countries and, and communities are facing. But I felt like seeing the word invested was really um, intentional. Mm. And it it, it does it speaks something that we're going to invest in something that has you, you know it's a sacrifice to to make an investment mm. and hopefully that there's some sort of kingdom return on the investment um 
but then that the investment is also i believe there's another word in there wasn't it engaged like mm. that there's not this passive some some people do have investments and they put them in a you know in an account mm. and you just kind of live off the returns and you can kind of have this passive kind of income in mm -hmm. a sense um but i feel like we have an investment and then we really have this part of the value that's written out of being engaged with the partners locally and globally and so just as like a non-pastor i really appreciate your um, intention with the wording and then in, in how we as a church body are going to live that out. Mm. That's so helpful. And I, I think that the end, and I, I, I even appreciate you noticing that in that, like that term invested is really, I think at the core of what we mean by this. Like we're not just, I think there's ways that you can be globally interested, right? Like you're, or globally informed, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we, we desire to be more than globally interested or globally informed. Like th those are maybe the first steps to being wisely invested, but we want to be invested in, yeah, in that holistic way. And, and one of the things actually I appreciate about where this conversation has gone is it demonstrates the fact that I think sometimes there it could be a temptation to say, oh yeah, we're globally invested. And the one way that manifests itself is that we support missionaries. Right. Right. Um, but I think what, what you've seen is that this, this isn't just a program that we think should be a part of. It's a core value that we believe ought to infuse everything we do. Like being globally and locally invested ought to infuse and shape and color what we do on a Sunday morning, what our live stream. This is why we took extra you know, time and effort to fight to have live streams in three services because we are a multilingual, we are at, at the very nature of it, a multilingual church. Um, and at the same time, the... Um, that core value then spreads out into our community groups, into our relationships, into other programs we do, in, in, into the life of the church. Like we, we want this to be and, and hope that for a lot of people who are living and, and, and experiencing the ethos of the church are being able to look at it and say, oh, oh yeah, that does describe what I've seen, what, what I've felt. And one of the, in addition to that core value in the culture of the church, one of the ways that that manifests itself is through these partnerships that help facilitate and this is what what being invested looks like right so we're not just interested we're not just we we don't just designate a portion of the budget or of our interest to the glow one sunday a month or yeah or and a like year yeah and then go like send it out to whatever that's Pastor Jim. He's just peeling out in the parking lot, <laughs> doing donuts. Yeah, in the doing donuts lot. in the parking lot. Pastor so you come, Jim yeah. again. He's just he's he, he's any. He, it's wild. You guys can't see this. He's eating a donut while doing donuts. <laughs> it's it's it, meta. It, it's his Wednesday ritual. Yeah, it's a, a Wednesday. It's no. <laughs> so so. But we have these partnerships because the the goal isn't just to like oh we want to feel good because we sent something somewhere or we visited somewhere like we want to be deeply invested wherever we are invested and we can't be invested everywhere but we want to be invested deeply both financially with our resources with our hearts with our prayers with our intentions with our um energy and so uh, steph I'd, I'd love to for you even just give us maybe a couple of examples so steph and i think we've talked about this before but in addition to being our director of staff and operations. She's also served us by facilitating a lot of our global partnerships um, over the last got four years now, three, three years, three, four years. Um, and, and is really a, a helpful, somebody who helps facilitate these relationships for our church family. And so, I, I mean, I, I'd love to just even hear a couple of examples, 
stuff. I mean, we wouldn't have to go through like the whole role of them, but mm-hmm. examples of places that were invested where we're not just, you know, knowledgeable or we can't, but we're seeking to be increasingly uh, invested in other parts of the world. Well, I, th- I guess I want to share first that when I first came on to the the global yeah. team um, or the partnerships team, it's I was really. Um, I guess impressed it that there was so much heart that went into it. I have been a part of conversations of, of other maybe kind of faith-based groups that were interested in local and global initiatives and things uh, of such, such things. But I felt like our I really learned the hearts of our pastors and that they wanted exactly what you're what you're explaining here that they really wanted to have a relationship and not just kind of a, a flashy thing that we can say our church is a part of kind of this. Um, something that makes us look good. It was never about like our church looking good and like we're in the know and we are, you know, a part of something that's really um, uh, like maybe popular in mm-hmm. kind of like social justice efforts and things like that. It just really seemed like they're intentional relationships locally and across the globe. And so first it took me a year just to even learn all of those and really see the heart. And I was just continually was impressed at um, the consistency of it. It wasn't just for show, I, over and over, I saw just how much you guys valued relationship. And mm-hmm. so over the years, I think what I've learned is uh, staying with a partner over the long term has really allowed us to see how God moves in, mm-hmm. in seasons and through pandemics mm-hmm. and um, how sometimes, you know, the whole parable about, you know, being, you know, in the fields and like seeds and the waterer and the you know the grower and the planter and the sower and all those things really some some of our partners out in the in the world and even locally here it takes just so long for them to get their their feet wet and then be on the ground with families or individuals and come alongside them in life before you ever kind of see some sort of fruit that maybe you're hoping for um, and maybe sometimes never seeing the fruit but it's maybe sometimes when you've moved be- moved out or moved beyond that when you left as we heard from the Gustafsons, when yeah. you left or away for some period of time you you now see the fruit that there are people now kind of um able to to take the word and spread it among their own you know communities uh so yeah so i feel like i got off your question no that's okay what was your question i mean <laughs> no. any um, examples, examples. Like that. Yeah. yeah so well so one i feel like there's a lot of like ones that they're not these tangible we are helping this group with this particular marginalized people that, you know, to, let's say, um, I'm trying to like pick a topic out there. A lot of times people want to hear like a direct story, like maybe homelessness and how we're saving people or getting housing or something. But a lot of our partners are doing this work that has so many, um, it's like a multi-pronged right approach. Yeah. And so, for example, so we have some, some people overseas that whether they're doing medical clinics or food, you know, resource outreach and, and passing out food in the neighborhoods, um, they're using churches and they're using pastors to do that work. So that's kind of the conduit of, of um, provision, right? So they're saying like God tangibly provides for you. And as the pastor, we've been equipping local pastors and local churches to go and meet in communities and bring seeds and teach farming and build latrines and things like th- of, of that sort. And through those tangible provisions, then their relationships, right, the doors are open to actually meet and have conversations. And so that's kind of one example where there's all these different ways that they're going into communities and equipping pastors and churches to be active in their faith. 
Um, and then how that then bears fruit for spiritual conversations and um, people coming to church and because there's been a trust and a relationship built. And then you have, you know, kind of the bigger entities like when we support ARU, who is a, a huge Christian church, you think sometimes, oh, well, they're already Christian. So, you know, what are we really, why are we investing there? That's University. Africa Renewal University. Oh, sorry. Yes. Africa Renewal University. Just in case anyone didn't. Thanks. Yeah. yeah in Uganda, um, you know, I think sometimes people will wonder, well, why would you even invest there? They're already Christians. And it's, it's well, there's a lot of... Um, false teachings that are really prevalent among certain communities all over the world. Um, even here in the U.S., we have, you know, a lot of false teachings. And so one really investing in quality theology, um, investing in students who, I remember when we, one of my first trips there, uh, the vice chancellor had sat down with us and said, shared, you know, I know a lot of people in the U.S. are really passionate about orphanages in America. And he said, and that's, you know, that's great. And I know God has a heart for that. And he said, what better way, he said, you know, we have men and women here who, when you invest in their education, they then can go on and have quality jobs. They're gonna be people that are running, you know, children's centers and group homes and things like that in this in this um, country. And when you invest in a quality education, one that is based biblically, you know, in biblical truth, we are going to begin to transform the landscape of what it looks like to care for the marginalized and, and orphans in our, in our nation. And, um, and he just said, you know, it's just kind of a, a not an indirect way, like a, not a lot of people think of, you know, kind of approaching the issue of or, um, orphans globally, like through maybe education and, mm. hi, you know, higher education, let alone that. So like more of, it's more of like a long term, multifaceted, holistic approach to uh, making an impact rather than some sort of one big splash. Right. Yeah. It's like kind of helping the mom who has you know, who, who might one day have children and you want to make sure that that child can, can stay with that mom and can be cared for and can be fed and can be in the community and have an education. It's, yeah, it's just this kind of larger holistic approach. And rather than saying, I'm just going to kind of help that one baby that's already been orphaned, a little bit more of a prevention approach. Um, so, yeah, so just. Yeah. Ah. No, I mean, that, I think that's super helpful yeah. because I think that actually puts a, a little bit of meat on what we mean by invested. Mm. Right, what we mean because we do across the board uh, long to engage in these longer term, more holistic, multifaceted, and also then localized and contextualized partnerships. Right, where where we're not saying, hey, you know what, the things that excite Americans in West LA the most are the things that you need the most. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Usually, that's not the case, yeah. <laughs> and so instead of simply uh and and we can get excited and i think it just takes a little bit of explanation to get really excited about the really incredible work going on but but we we want to engineer that from the ground up not from here down and i think that's that's some, an opportunity we have uh like you, you mentioned Ara, as as um as people who not only live here and have a unique opportunity with all this globalization but we also have a ton of resources that god has called us to steward for the and, and also don't forget like I'm I'm seeing uh, the church ministry and Cornerstone like maybe six seven years that I'm in Cornerstone yeah and uh, sometimes because you used to see all the time like this and hard for the mission locally and globally sometimes you might as a, as a leaders and also maybe members you would forget about this fact that uh, Steph was talking about like we want to help like it's cool it's popular the churches like i saw in my life ministry that people they have lots of resources and they don't know what they should do with the money and say oh 
okay there is a need we'll send the money we'll send but what i see here is so different than many popular things that in this christian world is doing is like for example the churches is saying that we are cross-culture for example the church is huge church is saying oh there is 300 language group is in our church and they're so proud of that but when you see in the leadership when you're seeing in elders there is no representative of that group in the leaders mm-hmm. and and one of the things that i amaze and that's why like in our church we have representative in each group in our eldership and also in our in our people life if if you see like your global ministry if you're working in africa we have people from africa in our church we have people in from indonesia in our church we have people in all over the world that we are supporting them we are putting our heart and mind it's not just because we have resources because we have people here and locally investing in them now now we have heart for their countries for example we support iran mm-hmm. we support different countries so uh, sometimes we, we support get, iran do you want to clarify what you mean by that <laughs> 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 no i mean uh, i mean ministry yeah, yeah. ministry <laughs> you know, happening in Farsi, iran Farsi, okay. Farsi, Wait, Matt, you. Matt, were you were you worried that, that was actually going to be <laughs> misconstrued? i don't know <laughs> I don't know. It's a little bit of a complicated relationship <laughs> the United States has with the country of Iran. I just yeah. want to cl- make sure that you, you're you also a well-known figure in the, this world. So That's right. We're, we're, we're just helping you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get emails. Yeah. So uh, that's why, like, I think the coolest thing that I see as a mission in the church, like, we have representative of each group in our church and eldership and in our in our leadership also which is like we we have like a pastor from oklahoma pastor jim and <laughs> that <laughs> we, representation. Have, we have pastor from, from every, guatemala from pastor Jose <laughs> and uh pastor from iran so it's just uh yeah it's like, not and it's not perfect we we obviously have a lot more work to do in this area but i think what you're saying pastor ara is that there's this um manifestation of our investment locally and globally that exists and can can be seen in a, in the local church exactly in the way that we prioritize exactly things. so yeah. which is so many churches they missed uh just they saying like because cool we have like 300 language group but there is no investment right. in their groups maybe little here and there in my life ministry experience but not really putting the heart putting like for example we are working hard for live stream how we can do it like the priority what I see it is not English speakers. Priority is three languages, Spanish, English, which is, I really appreciate it. Even in the numbers, like I'm saying like English is in priority because there's bigger church, but but you guys, how you deal with this is exactly the heart of the church and core value, which is, I really, really appreciate it. Can I piggyback off of him? Of course. So so earlier my examples were pretty focused on just some of our global partner examples but I love what you shared because it's absolutely true like as we've made considerations of how do we grow with some of our partnerships we easily could kind of grasp onto any anybody that comes through the doors of you know whatever kind of local nonprofit or 
um, current hot button topic or issue is, is kind of plaguing our city, which there's a million of them. Uh, but what's really driven some of our partnerships are the, the people. So when we have somebody locally in our church that either has a heart or has a relationship or has, you know, maybe it's the um, kind of their culture or language group or whatever that they're a part of, if, you know, as they begin to develop and we see God growing them or leading them or kind of using them in, a, in an area of ministry and how we've been able to come behind them and alongside of them, and just support what we see God already doing in that person locally. So you think mm. of somebody like a Danny Nightish and, you know, his his heart for um, people that are uh, in gangs or impacted by gang community. And, and you know, just as as we saw God already working through him, mm -hmm. wow, it made sense that us locally as a church body could come alongside that work. Or you mm -hmm. see a, a Leslie, you know, kind of just her heart over the years. She was continually invested in, in uh, children that are uh, in the out-of-home care, foster care system. And just how, how God continued to grow that because we were able to come alongside her and the church was able to move. And so you're right, it just kind of naturally grows out of the investment of um, engaging with people locally and where God is placing them and then how that then expands, uh, you know, outside of the church walls. So, yeah. Uh, Steph, I, I would love to hear more from you about, uh, let's just take like one partnership. I think about like uh, Africa, and then maybe this is, you know, I'm taking over your hosting duties, Scotty. Sorry about that. Feel free. Uh, yeah. Um, but just gonna sit back. Yeah, it's been yeah. It, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Actually. <laughs> I've been podcasting for a while. If you've all been listening, so you lucky. understand. Yeah, why. yeah. I mean, you haven't done a terrible job, but um, just because it's such an interesting place where we have had people here who have specialized skill uh, skill sets that are used to bless the school there. Um, that you, there's a lot of relationships with people over there. We've had um, pastors or leaders of the school over there even come over here and um, and talk to. I, you know, I I've been there. Pastor Scott has been there a few times. Uh, a lot of different people from the church have been there. We were going to go again this mm -hmm. summer and, and didn't get a chance to. Um, but there's a lot of ways that we're supporting them more than just financially. Mm. Um, and and I think maybe sometimes people in the church don't get a sense of the kind of relationship that we actually have mm. with uh, a partner like Africa Renewal University, which is such a, uh, a wonderful partnership mm -hmm. and the reach that they have too, right? Because it's not just impacting Uganda. Like they're sending people to plant churches in South Sudan, places yeah. we can't go, yeah. or, uh, me as an American. They're sending people all over East Africa in different ways, planting churches, investing in communities and things like that. And the impact of Africa Renewal University is hugely felt across that region. But I, I, to give people a sense of like, uh, what are some of the ways that we have partnered with them and been blessed by them also in our relationship with Africa Renewal? Two things stand out to me. So one is, yes, of course, we always do kind of a, a year-end giving. We, we give monthly to all of our, you know, key partners and, and legacy partners. But we also, you know, have the year-end kind of special funds projects uh, that a lot of people have given to. And, yeah, sure, that money goes over, and it definitely helps to kind of strengthen some, some projects that they're doing. Um, but we have taken, like you said, a few teams over. And uh, something that really stands out to me is a lot of times people pay a lot. I mean, the, the flight alone is just a lot of money. And then it's pretty affordable to stay there on campus and to kind of eat on campus. It's, it's not very costly once you get in country. But that investment of, of money for your passport and all the shots and, and the flight alone is a financial investment. And many times people on the team have – kind of wrestled with, I mean, isn't it just better for me to send them my $3,000 than to like 
me go for two weeks? Like, what am I really going to do for two weeks? I can't that $3,000 go a lot further. Mm -hmm. And so people really wrestling with what is the better investment. And um, by the end of the trip, I, I believe, I mean, email me if you're listening to this and I have it wrong, but uh, I feel like what I've heard most people say is when they left, they knew that one, they met other fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And just that encouragement alone, that you have these brothers and sisters all the way across on the other side of the world and to see how Christ works in them, through them, uh, that mutual kind of relationship, you know, spiritual brotherhood and sisterhood uh, is just a beautiful thing. And um, it, it kind of shrinks your world a little bit just to kind of feel like you actually know somebody else across the world. Um, but also, you know, like one one year, one of the the people on the team went and like helped create their website you know you could mm. easily do that work mm. from home right now we're all doing that right mm-hmm. like, could have easily done that at, from the comfort of his own home but he went there and to see the struggle that they had with internet and that's why they couldn't build their website this year to see how stretched the staff were that they do multiple jobs and that they are so people focused that culturally the people over programs yeah. <laughs> people, um and how even just the investment in people kind of was uh is why it took so long to finish a project like a website, which to them was not as important as the person sitting in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. And so for them to see some of those values of this culture, to see that, yeah, I could have made this website from home, but I wouldn't have built that relationship. I wouldn't have understood the struggle of like just b- basic things that I have here, Wi-Fi everywhere I go, and understanding why after that trip, it was so important that we gave to their internet, bu- you know, their mm-hmm. internet program and things like that. But yeah, I feel like most people just they think just sending the money would maybe be better than them going but in the end they always realize that the relationship is what was so important and so imperative to understanding what the actual work looks like on the ground um, so that they can be more relevant I think in their prayers Um, and then the the other thing that uh, their prayers and their support as they kind of then share with others right like how can you invest or how can you come alongside this this great university over in Uganda it's why you want to be able to speak accurately about that without having just lived life with them for two weeks um and, and not only the, the two weeks but the relationship yes right? but so like the, yeah that ongoing relationship that you can continually speak from yeah so that's actually that was the, my next oh, point was just i'm sorry oh no you're fine <laughs> <laughs> i was so excited great, about it great, tra- great yeah that was a great leading <laughs> into uh, my second thing that stands out the most is just ah, the relationship it mm. i get to i i mean even in the pandemic just that people have reached out asking how we're doing that we've reached out to them to ask how they're doing and it's just not because i want to know if you need money or it's because i'm just wondering how your families and your communities and your jobs are holding up and that they've prayed you know for my family and my you know my dad's death and things like that it's just it truly shrinks the world it's a brother and a sister that i've gained across the world that i will see one day in heaven and um and it, it does, it encourages you to know like that you, well, one, it humbles you that you are not Jesus, like you are not the savior who's going to save the whole world. There are many other capable people all over the world that God is equipped to do this work. Mm-hmm. And so we are not coming in as experts necessarily. We have expertise, but I feel like we're coming alongside these partners and just um, bolstering kind of the work they're already doing. And we can kind of give them a little bit of relief while they're, we're there maybe helping them. Um, but yeah, just... It's so worth it. The the emails back and forth, you know, they're they're very isolated sometimes in in the other, you know, a, across the world. Even some of the local partnerships, they feel sometimes alone in the work that they're doing. And I think, yeah, what stands out the most is you just, uh, just seeing. I think the kingdom of God that He talks about in the Bible. I feel like I've seen that now tangibly on earth in like these these little ways, and I you get a taste of it, and it. Mm. 
um, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah and, and man, I, I feel like we could, I, I'd love to try to explain, maybe we'll do this, well, we are doing this through, through partner highlights mm-hmm. and updates. We, we are giving you snapshots of these specific You partners. do one with ARU, with yeah, Dennis. Yeah, ARU, Dennis, the yeah. The Lisa, G- and, Lisa Craig. and Craig. and uh, the Humbles. And the Humbles. Um, and, and we're going to c- continue to do those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I it makes me, it does make me so excited because the, when it's a relationship, it's also reciprocal. And I think you, yes. you were hitting on this, right? Yes. It's it, it, We're not just the ones mm-hmm. helping them. Like, they're helping us. They're mm-hmm. teaching us. We're growing together. Uh, because of the relationship and, and it when things step out of transactional and become relational yes. then they're reciprocal and, and, and they facilitate and actually strengthen our ministry and our life as a church as well and that's true with all a lot of our local partners as well and the impact they've had on the culture of our church uh, whether it's prodigal or Claris or or even some of the um, uh, those working with college students um, all those things just continue to, to grow and strengthen so we we keep talking about this we're we're about out of time, but I, the last thing I wanted to do, um, well, actually last thing and then a bonus, but the last, the last thing I wanted to do was, um, this, since we're talking about it this time of year, mm-hmm. I'd love for you just to, we're about to announce our annual Christmas global partner. What, what, what do we call it? Our Christmas offering mm-hmm. for these partners. Um, how does that, I, I don't want to make a plug for it. Yeah. Like we're going to talk about, it, but how does that fit into this as a holistic value or into these relationships just I, i'd love just for just a, a quick explanation of that as people yeah. are going to be hearing about it christmas soon. partnership offering yes so okay i rebranded that like two years ago maybe to that and cpo I, you, you see you're good at naming you see christmas <laughs> missionary offering it did. yes but there's many cut, yeah because there are some countries where um they are close to we need to be careful with our word choice and partnership so, is great yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we are investing in some business partners across the world. And <laughs> um, yeah, so how it fits in, I think one is an, any investment takes a sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. And so at this time of year, we want to buy our own kids gifts or mm-hmm. our family members gifts or ourselves some gifts. And so to sacrificially figure out where in your budget you can uh, give to a special project that might help to um, either expand some of the, the needs or the um, you know efforts that are uh, in, in play right now with our local and global partners. Um, I think it fits in that way. I think our Christmas offer, Christmas partnership offering, uh, it does kind of offer a way for the church automatically to hear kind of what's, what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it is a way that if people are a little, not as maybe engaged, they can kind of hear about it around this time of year. It might pique their interest, Mm -hmm. which might cause them to then, you know, want to be informed and then might lead to them being more invested and engaged. It, whether it's a future trip or I don't know if we made up that that, that, that thing, but it's right great. Now. Yeah, let's do it. I let's I well, yeah, <laughs> we'll figure out an acronym for that one, guys, and <laughs> get back to you. So yeah, I think it's just a, it's just another. We want to make sure we have intentional opportunities for people to to hear and then to act, right? And so the Christmas partnership offering is the first place to do it if you haven't yet. Um, and oh, I just always I say this all the time to people. I wish they could be they could see my emails after we gift and give this season it is just yeah. it's a gift for me it's like kind of my year-end bonus i get to see them receive you know this in from the abundance that our church has received and then how that blesses their teams or you know their the work that they're doing is mm. just so fun to to you know i get to see the tangible like results not everybody gets to see that but um yeah, yeah so i guess i invite you this year this isn't supposed to be our plug but let's Sorry. do it all right <laughs> awesome 
Well, I, I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that when you hear us describe this core value, it's not like, oh, I never thought of that or never, th that doesn't make sense with the church. I know, right? I, we, we hope that these core values are a vocabulary that when you hear about them, when you even hear them described, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense of what I've been seeing. That's, that makes sense of what I've, uh, what, have I, what I've experienced. That makes sense of the ethos that I've come to um come to experience here as a part of this church family. And at the same time, we, we don't do it perfectly. There's all sorts of ways we can grow in this. We can be, be increasingly more globally and locally invested and are striving to do that uh, individually as God just continues to draw our hearts in and as a church family together. And so uh, with that, I hope that that, that that blesses you and I hope that that um, encourages you. And if you're new to Cornerstone, I hope it just sheds a little bit of light on, on what we believe are is most important to the local church. I mentioned a bonus. Yeah. So. Okay. But I'm going to make us wait for the bonus content. Uh, we're going to release it in a couple of days. Um, it's just a little bit of teaser. I want to hear Pastor Ara talk a little bit about what going what's going on in Armenia and how we can be praying as those that are globally uh, informed and globally invested. So look for that in a couple of days, and we'll see you on Sunday.